everyone how's it going welcome to know your gear qa number 96 the first one of the year uh i got a lot to talk about i got my sheet as always of stuff to talk about of course questions i saw you guys were already chatting and i read some cool questions so i already have some questions to talk about how's everyone doing i hope they had a fantastic new year's and new year's eve and uh well we'll talk a little bit while we're waiting for some people to log on because uh, it's three o'clock. It's on the dot. Okay. So, uh, what do we have going on? Uh, first thing I thought, let's see if should I do an announcement before. Yeah, we'll do announcement. Um, first, uh, this is kind of not that exciting, but exciting to me. Uh, we did the left-handed know your gear shirt and I thought the lefties would want to know this. I'm in shock. Uh, I checked it three or four times that last year we did special run shirts. Uh, we did 12 special run shirts last year. That was the number one shirt. <laughs> so uh that was crazy to see that um to see that there was that many lefties i uh i, I don't know man i was i'm sorry that i didn't consider the lefties a bigger audience than uh before um but yeah you definitely uh there's a lot of lefties <laughs> so um so thank you guys uh that was awesome and uh thank you for supporting that uh the campaign run and uh, I'll, I'll make sure that i uh, consider you a bigger audience than i did before for sure so there you go lefties uh you guys rock uh, and questions. I saw some cool questions. There was one in particular, uh, two actually that I saw real fast that I figure will hit right out the gate. Um, the first one was in no particular order was, I'm sorry if I didn't catch the name, but I got the question. In fact, I have it all queued up. Uh, as soon as I saw it, I thought I'd share this with you guys. The question was, have I ever put a, like a Piazzo or Paizo or pizza system, right? Transducer system in the neck of a fender. And the, and the crazy answer to that is yes. Let us saw our screen share with you real quick. This is the uh, unit I used. You can see something like this. Um, it's a, it's a, you can see it's a transducer pickup. That's the shape of a coin. It's $4, right? It's about what I used. What we did is, and I'm using my mouse here to show you, we, uh, you can insert this in between the neck and the, uh, the neck, you know, the joint of the body. We routed out just a little, you know, kind of trough, I guess, uh, for the, you know, little place for this wire and put the front side of this towards the neck ran this through the pickup just around the cable just like you would through the uh where the pickup holes would go through and then into the electronics but without any kind of battery powered um preamp it was not loud enough it wouldn't do anything it was just really quiet it's meant to be kind of attached to an acoustic guitar and because of the thickness of the neck and the body uh it was just not resonant enough so we bo boosted it with a preamp and the whole idea is that's kind of like the poor man's version of a taylor t5 that's what the 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 customer that had me do this was after they were trying to kind of use something like that. We, uh, I want to call this the rabbit hole. We, we spent a lot of time working on it. Like I said, we wired it up to a preamp. We did all the stuff, ran, ran all the magnetics through it. Um, and then it eventually connected that to a ghost system or a saddle system that had the, uh, the, the transducers underneath the saddles and then kind of, you know, put a mix control. We did the whole nine yards. And what I can tell you was it was fun. I, that's how I come. I remember it so well. And, um, I can't say that it sounded fantastic. And uh, also uh, the big problem was maybe recording it was good, but in a live situation, it just was never strong enough to trans, trans, uh, you know, transfer enough sound energy. Uh, although it did work. Like I said, it did work. Mostly what it had is it had a hollow, warm, kind of muffled effect. <laughs> so it 
it fattened up the the brightness of the of the transducers underneath the saddles but it was different like i said for five bucks uh we we ended up wiring it into an actual preamp that already existed uh with the transducers we were using under the saddles so i mean it's not a horrible investment you can see for five six bucks shipped to you you could you don't have to wire it up to anything that's a preamp you can just use it uh and it, for those of you guys uh you can use it like double stick tape you can stick them inside hollow semi hollow bodies you could try anything the person that i did that for uh and he was super talented and he did all that wacky stuff where he, he was what he was after so you know was he was taking the neck of the guitar and smacking the back of it uh so like when you're playing like this he would hit it like percussively he was one of those guys he was tapping and doing all this stuff with his guitar and it was really impressive and and for him it worked a little bit it wasn't ideal uh i'm sure there were better products out there that you could buy but again like on a budget you know he had a, a, a i think it was a mexican telly or strat i can't remember what we used but it was you know it was it was not bad i think all in you know labor parts I think we ended up around 50 bucks for the, cause it was a preamp. We bought that used and then, uh, you know, some stuff and then labor was $25 worth of wiring and stuff. It was not a big deal. So I don't know. Uh, so there you go. There's the answer to that question. <laughs> so interesting question. I like that one. Cause like I said, I, um, yeah, uh, like I said, <laughs> it was different. Uh, next, well, let me click back cause there was a couple other questions, but uh, uh, first off, somebody asked the question and it times in with what I want to talk about, which is, uh, the contest for the slick guitar. Yeah. Somebody won. His name is Logan. Let's see here. Number two, he's from San Diego. And, uh, I didn't ask him if it was okay to say his last name. So I'm not gonna, uh, I didn't think to, um, in fact, I wasn't thinking to get his permission to say even his first name. So I hope I, I, I'm not upsetting him by say Logan from San Diego. The cool part is Logan won the guitar ships out tomorrow. I boxed it up yesterday ship it out tomorrow and uh he's in san diego so it should only take about a day or two to get there i would imagine he'll have it by monday or tuesday thank you for everyone who entered that contest thank you for balant uh balant for uh supplying the guitar and uh logan i threw a couple stickers in there and i already told logan this uh, uh but just so in case he's watching uh if you're watching logan and you don't uh and you don't mind saying hi say hi in the chat or in the comments later but uh as you know i, I decided uh i told everybody they had to pay their own shipping uh but he, given the fact that he's right there in san diego it I don't know what's going to cost to ship it. I'll, I'll find out tomorrow. I can't imagine it's more than 30 bucks. So I told him not to worry about the shipping. I was more uh, concerned when I said you guys had to pay your own shipping. I just wanted to make sure that I didn't have any like $100 shipping charges I had to contend with. So 30 bucks isn't the end of the world. We can take care of that. Um, so, and uh, more importantly, uh, it went to a great uh, uh, person because Logan is the person you hope guitars like that go to. He isn't like, you know, I always think God, I don't hope somebody like me doesn't win a guitar like that with you know, all these guitars, just one more to the collection. No, man, he was in the need of a good guitar. So I think he's going to be excited. So congratulations to Logan. Congratulations to all you guys. We're going to be doing a lot more of that this year. Uh, there's going to be a lot more um, uh, giveaways like that uh, and more coming up like that. So, so there you go. Um, all right, scratch that off. The next question was, or is, I should say, let's go back. Hold on a second. I have some pinned as well. And uh, for some reason, my screen moved. And again, more announcements too. Hold on as I'm doing all this. You know, the problem is I have too many screens up. Okay. 
Oh, okay. So we got some questions. I'm going to do them out of order uh, just because as I see them first. The first question is from Dave, and he wants to know who's my favorite drummer and why. My favorite drummer is Carter Buford from Dave Matthews Band. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously, like I'm pretty sure 90% of you guys say Neil Peart, amazing. Uh, uh, Mike Portnoy, of course, you know, I mean, there's just an amazing, I mean, you know, Ringo from the Beatles. I don't know. You know, I, I, a lot of great drummers out there, but Carter, he's the first drummer I heard where, when I was listening to Dave Matthews, when they first, you know, in the nineties, uh, and I was listening to my headphones, man, he would, they would pan his drums around and Carter was just, he's an amazing drummer. There's a lot of amazing drummers, but I don't think when somebody asks you, who's your favorite drummer, it's not a technical ability thing. It's he isn't a technically amazing drummer, but I think he was the first drummer that I listened to. And I thought, man, I could just listen to just his drumming. It was so, it was so interesting. The choices he made drummers are a, a group of people that never get any respect. It is weird to me how, how a drummer can change a band so dramatically, but yet not get any credit for that. You could take 10 songs. Now way back, back up. You could take one song, put 10 different drummers on it and get 10 different songs out of that. Um, because of the way they, they, uh, they, they do. Right. Um, so, uh, Carter's one of those guys. I think he just made Dave Matthews band so much better. <laughs> so there you go. So that's my favorite. And that's why. Uh, there you go. But I love drummers as a whole. Um, it's why I don't like drum machines. I use drum machines like everybody, but I always just feel like uh, drum machines to me, w you know, easy drummer, even programs and stuff. I just, they never have the magic of a real drummer um, in the, I, you know, like I said, they sound like real drummers, but when you, I think it's, I think anybody who doesn't love drummers uh, has never played with a good one. If you play with a good drummer, you realize like, there's just something they do to change the music. So, all right. Uh, next question was, hold on, hold on. Uh, a great amp that doesn't need biasing. Um, a lot of amps are like that. The Blues Junior doesn't need biasing. So that's a great amp. Um, I'm doing a review of the the Blues Junior. That's this week. Uh, so, uh, and it just ironically doesn't need biasing. You know, it's funny is the Blues Junior review that I'm about to do is going to be a different review that I've never kind of done. It's my first attempt at taking a five things video, which is, you know, a history information video and a review of an amp and our review of a product and push them into one video. And it's been a, a little bit of a editing nightmare. Um, because you know, you, I'm trying to make it flow so it moves right, but I'm trying to tell you the history of something and also review the product. I think it's an interesting idea. Uh, I, I don't know if I, <laughs> I feel now I feel dumb for telling you guys because I'm like now I'm really locked into having to do it. Because trust me, I've been almost frustrated to the point where I I, I don't want to do it or separate them. But um, but yeah, that hopefully will answer that. And so that's what's great about that. There's um. So there's an amp that you don't have to bias, and I like it. I think the Blues Junior is definitely an underrated amplifier for what it is, which is, you know, which we'll, we'll be talking about when I do the review and why I'm reviewing it. Um, what else? We got another question. And, well, Lance just popped up the question, so we'll do his question, and then we'll do a, 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 a list item. Uh, he says, I use a 1966 Fender Basement. Oh, sorry, Bandmaster. Don't get that wrong. A uh, 1966 Bandmaster head and 212 cabinet. So he's got the oversized big Fender cabinets that I love. Uh, I need a Fender amp in the 200 300 range to use for bar gigs 
with my surf rock band do you have any recommendations well i mean you already know the answer man 200 300 in the fender world you're talking one of two things used amps for sure or solid statey kind of amps um i would recommend for that fender bandmaster head uh you know uh, and and your 212 cabinet because here's your problem lance that cabinet will make anything sound good those oversized 212 cabinets are just so colossally huge sounding they just put out all that beautiful warm tone because of the, the size of the cabinet right i mean they're 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 wider in some cases than 412 marshall cabinets just not as you know and i think about the same depth maybe a little shallower um so to me if you're going to go to the two three hundred dollar range it's going to be tough but you could for 300 bucks you could find yourself a hot rod deluxe or a blues deluxe used it's probably going to be more like 350 but I think in what you're talking and what you're doing, that would get the closest to the low end. The thing about the the nice thing about the Hot Rod Deluxe and the Blues Deluxe, which are you know kind of the similar amplifier platform, is they are to me in the Fender world some of the beefiest 112 Fenders uh, that Fenders ever made uh, is the sound. Now, if you don't need tubes, if you don't need that big tube Bandmaster, you know you're trying to go for that big low end tubey sound. And the two to three hundred dollar range, man. FM two twelve, solid state, and uh, what's the other one? The Champion uh, one hundred or is it Champion two hundred? It's the bigger two twelve cabinet solid state amps. I think those are decent. You know what I mean? You'll get a Fender sound. They were one of the few solid state amps that Fender put out that uh, recently in recent years. I mean, there's so many amps that Fender's done that I thought really have that bigger sound, um, oversized cabinet sound, fuller sound, and that would put you in that range. That's what I would recommend. Um, so I can't, I can't tell you to go with the new Mustang stuff. I mean, that's for sure. You can go, although the Mustang, not the GT, not the new stuff, but the older Mustang series, if you were to go to like the G, uh, Mustang 100, uh, which is the, I think that's a 212 guys try doing off memory. I know they make like a 100, 100, 112. Isn't there like a 212? I, I think it's 100 Watts. Is that doesn't matter. It's a 212 Mustang. You could get away with that use pretty good uh, and go to the preset. There's a Bandmaster preset in there, I'm sure. If not, there's something close and go through. But I don't know. I just, my gut says, Lance, that if you're into the 1966 Fender Bass, the Bandmaster amp, which is, you know, a legitimate amplifier, I don't know if you're going to want to model copy off it. But those are some recommendations. I would, I would do that, especially for the surf rock thing, because you can get big reverb sound out of it. So the, uh, the other thing that's nice about the um, uh, Hot Rod Deluxe is it's got a big reverb tank in it. I think it's a 19 inch tank, um, which is a big thing, right? So there you go. There's that. Um, let's see, what else do we got? Is it time for a question or time for an update? We'll do an update because it was a question. Again, I pinned another question. The other question was update on the KYG, hashtag KYG40240. That was my goal to uh, lose 40 pounds, get 200,000 subscribers and do 40 million views. Well, let's talk about that, shall we? <laughs> uh 40 pounds i did not lose 40 pounds i lost 35 pounds so i missed the goal by five pounds but that's the great thing about this that was my goal i had to set a timeline the goal is not over i'm going to continue until i hit that goal uh what happened really was i i flatlined out man i don't know what it is just flatlined out towards the holidays just didn't lose anything that's okay uh so i got five more pounds to go maybe six depending on how the, the day of the scale 
<laughs> uh, and so there you go. Close to the goal, but not hit it. That's okay. Uh, 200,000 subscribers. Now, here's what's great about that. There's good and bad news in that. We didn't hit 200,000 subscriber, subscribers. But I was when I started this, I already knew I wasn't going to hit it because I was, po I was poised to miss it by 15,000 subscribers. Instead, we missed it by 7,000 subscribers. I don't know what happened. We got a lot of subscribers uh in in december in the beginning of december and man it just it just went nuts and so thank you for all you new subscribers that are on board and, and hanging out i appreciate you guys and all the all you older subscribers too you're just as you know you're actually more probably more important because you've been here longer but either ways all of you are equally important thank you guys so much for that so again we'll keep going towards that goal what we the opposite though we had the opposite on the views the goal was hit 40 million views we actually crushed that goal we hit 42 million views for this uh for the year um so we beat that goal was another these were all stretch goals the, the view goals what killed man it just uh, it was just nuts so uh so that's good like i said overall good right they're very good we just need to stay focused i'll keep you guys updated obviously i'll get to 40 pounds when i lose 40 pounds and get to 200,000 subscribers i'll update you there and then we'll start new new goals keep going so What's great is there's a lot more subscribers and views to get. There's a lot more pounds to lose. So, <laughs> so it's, it'll be fine. I'm sure. All right. Uh, so that's good. Checked off the list. Let's look at another, let's do a non super chat question. Let's find a one that's, uh, let's see. Uh, hold on. I'm just looking through the questions. That's the downfall of the super chats, man. They're highlighted and colored and just easy to see. Um, uh, yeah. You guys got a lot of comments, but I'm looking for a question. Yeah, Nick said nothing wrong with losing 35 pounds. Man, yeah, I, I yeah. You know what's funny was, uh, you know what was great was, what you guys were awesome was, I did a couple videos at the end of the year and I did highlights of, of the year, throughout the year. And you can see, you know, a lot of you guys like, yeah, you can see your difference in your, your you know, your face and stuff. And I, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think I noticed it uh, right away. And then towards the end, you just couldn't tell. That's what killed, that kind of bums you out when you're, uh, it, those of you guys who had to, uh, to go on some kind of, I'm not on a diet, but you understand, you know, right. When you, trying to healthy up. That's all it is. Trying to just be healthier. 2019, a healthier year, which will tie into something in a second that I want to share with you guys. It's awesome. But I want to hit a question. Uh, I want to hit a good question as I just sit here and fumble through questions. Oh, here's Mark's got a question. Would you relic one of your guitars? No, never do that. Um, nothing wrong with relicking. I know some people like it. Some people don't like it. I don't have an extreme opinion about it either way. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I, the, I did the beer caster and that was relic to like a different kind of relic. That was an aging system. I was trying to make it look old, not beat up, but no, I wouldn't relic one of my guitars. I mean, here's the deal. I have seen a relicking job and this is where I could connect to a possibility. I have seen, um, players do something that I think is somewhat smart. If it, they've had guitar, I've seen the guys get their guitar damaged and they're like, look, instead of looking at a guitar that looks pristine with a damage on it, that bugs them, they just went ahead and started relicking the process. Um, I could see that logic, but to me, I have guitars like my, I, I mean, all these guitars, I think have a dent in them or something. Cause I use them. Uh, and but it's never really, uh, never appealed to me. I don't think I own a relic guitar. I have to think about that. I mean, I, I don't want to say that and then be like, oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I've ever, 
And I don't think I've ever bought a Relic guitar because they're expensive. That's why I like, so you know, Vintage, the brand Vintage does Relic guitars. And so does the Slick guitar that I just reviewed. I love Relic inexpensive guitars. I think that's cool, right? I think that's it comes from a mentality of, you know, when I was a kid, uh, you know, the faded jeans became a thing. Holy jeans, faded jeans, right? Everybody remembers those because um, they're still around. <laughs> they didn't go anywhere. Uh, think of, talk about a fashion statement. It just won't go away, right? Holy jeans and, and faded jeans. Um, but I remember like seeing like $100 holy jeans and I thought that's just nuts, right? As a kid, you were like, I'm not doing that. And uh, so that's how I feel um, me personally. I, I don't want to buy a $3,000 relic guitar, not because of any of the reasons you guys probably think. <laughs> so, um, uh, just cause I don't know. I feel like, you know how I feel? It's not that I don't like them. It's just, I feel like I, I could do that. That's really what it is. When I look at guitars, like with an exotic wood tops or beautiful paint finishes, I look at them and I go, I, I can't do that, but I think I could relic a guitar a little bit. Um, so yeah. Uh, Moa, Moaji says, I cry every time my guitar gets dense. I used to, I not cry, but you know, I used to get upset when a guitar got a mystery dent or something happened or chipped. Um, I don't know what happened. Just one day I stopped caring about it. So I just, I just did. So, um, and yeah, no, it doesn't bug me. And most of my dents on my guitars uh, are uh, mystery dents. They're just like, it wasn't like I was doing something all of a sudden I hit something. It's just one day I come in and I'm like, Oh, did the kids throw something in here? I don't know yet. You know, if you have kids, you get used to mystery damage. You try to hold them accountable, but it's hard to keep your kids accountable. You can't watch them all the time and they, who knows what they're up to. Uh, okay. So we got some uh, other questions real quick. What do we got? Uh, Dan wants to know how, do we, how do I feel about recording uh, King guitars? You know, I've been asked this question before on a live show and it was a while ago, maybe a year ago. And I was praising them and then funny stories. I played one in the store the other day and it was horrible. So I'm going to stick with my original assessment that overall I like them. I played a lot of them. They're good. But till I played that really bad one, which was maybe about a month ago, I don't, I, I was shocked. I thought they were all pretty kind of really good guitars. I didn't see any uh, duds and this one was kind of bad. Um, but that being said, I like them. I think recording King guitars are definitely for me underrated. I think a lot of, I said this before, a lot of high end Martin dealers will carry that brand because it's a very, uh, you know, Martin-esque kind of feel and guitar, and you can get a lot of guitar for the money. So, uh, Guitar Kitchen with Tony G. Guitar Kitchen with Tony G. I'm hoping you do, well, maybe you do either recording or you do cooking. Uh, hey, Phil, I started my own gear channel. Hey, well, there we go this week. Uh, it's a bit raw, but uh, hey, nothing. you should see mine. <laughs> Especially towards the beginning. Does anyone remember when I used to do this? And I used to turn the camera off or actually my phone. That was me pushing the button on my phone because I didn't know you could edit. So um, it never occurred to me when I was doing videos that uh, anybody would watch. Uh, nothing. Just did. I was thinking, man, if I could just get a couple of my friends to watch, I thought it'd be something. Um, so, okay. So I, basically I'm saying I understand where you're coming from. Okay. Uh, let's see. It says a bit raw, but I will improve. Uh, uh, but I will, but it will improve. I think he's saying over the course, I miss He's missing a word. It happens when we're typing. Says it will improve over the course as I get uh, my setup dialed in. Check out and subscribe, everyone. I'm calling it Guitar Kitchen with Tony G. Sweet. I'll, I'll do that, man. I'll check it out. Um, 
I will give you a piece of advice as well too. Uh, because I got the wrong advice when I was doing my channel. Everybody loves to tell you, hey man, get a good camera. Hey man, <laughs> get a good software. You know what I learned? None of that was right. Everyone had me going in 50 different directions because I wasn't a, a video person. I'm not a recording person. I'm not an editing person. I was a guitar person. So I had none of those skill sets whatsoever. And I dare say I still don't now, but I've improved a lot. And here's what I learned. Uh, I went down uh, I, and I did so many things that people told me like, hey, you need to get a better camera, Phil. We can't see you. And they were wrong. I needed better lighting. They told me I need to learn, uh, buy better, better editing software. So I bought better editing software. They were wrong. I needed to learn to edit. So what I will tell you, uh, uh, I assume it's Tony because it's Guitar Kitchen with Tony G. Tony, make content learn to master making content and then add equipment because when you did it the way i do did it which is you did i was doing horrible contents you know content in the idea that i was making horrible videos because i didn't know how to make the video right i just did content um i added equipment that i didn't know how to use which just added to the problem the only thing worse than trying to put a video together is trying to put a video together with equipment you don't know how to use and uh so here i am with a 4k camera trying to figure out why it still looks like uh, crap and i learned yeah so I, i've learned uh lighting stuff just same with the live show people would tell me i was using horrible cameras at the live show and i kept buying more expensive cameras until i figured out it was the lighting in the room was so dark that no cameras that i was buying uh, we're gonna we're gonna not put a haze on me because they couldn't see the the light. So that's a long way. All you guys just remember that. Just um, you could in today's age, there is no reason why you can't use. In fact, I use. In fact, here's how I know that it's all about the skill and not the equipment. Some videos that I make each week have a 4K camera, two of them actually, and uh, lighting and uh, all kinds of really nice mics and all kinds of stuff. And some videos I make for you guys, I use my phone, one of these adapters that holds it. Um, let's see, I got, yeah, I'll show you all this stuff. I got shotgun mic, plugs in my phone, lapel mic, plugs in my phone. Uh, so sometimes I'll make an entire video, including editing on a phone. And sometimes I'll do it with the, all the regular equipment. And when I, and I uh, put it up and uh, it's hard to tell which one I did which way. So. Um, and that's probably either a testament to how horrible I make them or how good I'm making them. I'm not really here to argue that. I'm sure the you know people who hate the videos will tell me they suck and the people who like the videos will tell me they're better. But more importantly, um, all I do is work on how to improve my editing skills. So that's why I'm giving you that advice. Just work on making it. Don't worry about the equipment. That's, uh, that's the, the fool's errand. So there you go. Uh, what else do we got to talk about? What else? You guys got a lot of questions too. Uh, yeah, Michael's talking about the the first comment we were talking about when Nixon the guitars. He said it's like a first, it's like a new car. The first scratch is awful, uh, then you get over it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I I totally agree with that. That's a great point, Michael. The first dent always, the first dent is the the realization that the guitar is no longer new, <laughs> right? It's not pristine anymore, and uh, and then now now that you uh, you know that. You know, now that you've got the dent out of the way, yeah, you can kind of chill out. I, I agree. And that's something, so you know, with relics, man. Um, I've sold relics, though. I've, you know, I've had relics that I've sold, you know, expensive ones. And one thing I used to tell to tell my, uh, well, Ralph, <laughs> I used to tell my wife, I used to tell Ralph um, in the shop, I used to never care. <laughs> you know, and that was great about a $3,000 relic. People pick it up, play it, and you put it back and you could care less. It wasn't like a PRS where, you know, you worry that it's going to get damaged when people are demoing it. 
Um, so yeah, that's the good thing about dents and relics. Uh, Judd Lofthouse says, Hey Phil, have you seen the SG and the new colors? Oh man, have I? And it is killing me. So you guys, oh, th these are great. These are, uh, uh, he's talking about, uh, Chicago music exchange is doing a limited run of Gibson SGs and colors. And it's like TV yellow surf green, but not surf green. It's definitely like, uh, very light mint it's uh, i call it milky or m you know milked out it's like whited out and uh, they have a daphne blue or baby blue they have a red they have um what else do they have oh they have like an olive or army green I i'm in love with them uh without a doubt uh in fact the only thing i think they did wrong is they made so many colors that i was like uh which one do you get if you get one so yeah, I love the idea of that. Um, I saw somebody was saying uh, it's the worst thing ever is putting Fender colors on a Gibson guitar, and I'm like, I can see that point of view too. Why not? But for me, they're they're actually going after guys like me that are I'm a Fender guy, but of course I've discovered I love the SG. So to me, it's like oh, you take the thing I like, which is the Fender colors and vibe, and put it on a Gibson SG. It's uh, it's it's there. It's the sound I want. Uh, so uh, let's do a pen question. Hold on a second. Uh, we got Sean Brown says, happy birthday. He always says that. That's his thing. <laughs> uh, Phil just got the HSH, uh, so humbucker single humbucker player strap from Sweetwater. Loving it. My deluxe reverb has been rattling, and it's getting really bad when the tone gets low, but it's been uh, happening on and off. Yeah, they'll do that. Um, Sounds to me, if it was rattling all the time, that sounds like there's something in the cabinet, the loose, but when it's intermittent, it always sounds like a tube to me. So especially if that rattle has a high, listen, when you listen to an amp's rattle, listen to the tone of the rattle, right? The higher pitch, the more likely it could be the tube doing it. You know, if it's a rattle, like a normal rattle, like you would hear in a car, ma imagine this, You're imagine if that rattle is happening, if it was in a moving object, uh, then it probably isn't the tube. But if it's high pitch, uh, rattle it's probably the tube uh, and i hate to say this and i've said it so many times i just i hate it but it's the truth um the groove tubes that fender use are just problematic i've had so many problems with them so that's my personal experience so think about think about that easy fix though you can get yourself some uh some jj's or whatever tubes you like and it's not the most expensive horrible thing to mess with uh Stephen Wright says the Hagstrom super sweet. Any thoughts? They they use uh, this Hagstrom is uh, one of those brands you just don't see very much, and uh, the uh, super sweets are cool looking. They got this Les Paul kind of vibe. My thoughts? Um, yeah, the only thing I can say is I was a dealer for them many years ago. Thought they were super cool. That's why we brought them in the shop. And I thought, oh, this was gonna great. It's gonna sell like crazy. And they didn't sell at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> they were tough. It's a tough sale. So uh, to answer your question, my thoughts, they were great guitars, um, underappreciated like a lot of products and maybe because the market's just so saturated with products, sometimes it's hard for, you know, everyone to survive really well. But that was the thing. Um, if you could get one for a deal, I think you're good. And if you, you know, that, that's one thing. But other than that, they were fine. There was nothing wrong with them. They just weren't, they're not hot sellers. It's just sad. We live in a, the guitar community lives in a world where the 10, or about a dozen companies get to sell a lot of guitars and everybody else has to work hard for it. So they were one of those companies that had to work hard for it. And then on that note, do we have a, 
Do we have a thing to talk about? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is a good time to talk about this. Again, just talking about subjects as we go through them. I put a link in the video I want to let you guys know about that tomorrow is the 5th, and that's the last day to vote for the Know Your Gear um, pitchers. The top three finalists are in there. All you have to do is watch the video or watch the first part of it and then it's one two or three you just put the number that you want to vote uh i i think it'd be cool if you guys could help those those people out so many of you did so many entry entries if you watch the montage at the end you'll see a majority of the pictures that were sent they were fantastic you guys were crazy amazing uh bringing joy to me every day by sending me cool pictures uh so anyways uh the uh the thing is i put the link so you can check it out and then the winner will be announced probably on saturday because I think I can count it up and do, do it on Saturday. Uh, I already have preliminaries, but I don't want to tell anybody what the preliminary votes are at because I don't want anybody to, uh, you know, vote for something just because they think they're losing or winning or something like that. Um, pedal board's right to my side of me. It's an $1,800 pedal board I'm giving away uh, to to say thank you for supporting what we do here and, and being so cool and interesting with all the stuff you guys sent. So many cool pictures. You know, and like I said, I hope you guys enjoy them. I, I enjoyed them. Um, and... Uh, there you go. There's that. So then on that announcement, we'll go back. Let's do a, uh, let's see. What are we doing? Oh, we're going to do great on time too. Uh, <laughs> Evan Sheet says, hey, don't see how you keep up. Yeah, I don't, man. It's just luck. It used to. I used to actually try to keep up. It's in, It's impossible now. There's 812 of us. It just gets a little crazy. But I think that's the craziness keeps it fun. I think that's why a lot of people say it sucks because, you know, like, hey, there's too many people. But I think having so many of us, uh, it's nice because you get to see what everybody's seeing. You get to read all the comments or the questions. And um, uh, so uh, anyway, it says, uh, sorry for the posting the same question multiple times. No problem, man. That's how you get it done. Any opinion on a Vox VX 230 watt 1.8? So it's a 38.18 combo, uh, modeling combo. Uh, yeah. Or the Vox modeling pedal. Yeah, it, it doesn't stick out to me as being exciting, Evan. I mean, it's a good product. You know what I mean? There's a, so many modeling products that are just good. Uh, I think sometimes modeling for me is never about, um, for the most part, you know, this is amazing and this is not amazing. And I think the reason that is, is because to me, it's like, it's easy to say you're a Marshall person. I like the tone of a Marshall. I like the tone of a Mesa Boogie. I'm a Fender person. I like a Fender tube amp. We talk about these tube amps, these old school tube amps, or even solid state amps. You're talking about specific sounds. Modeling amps are tricky because they're talking about, when you're talking about a good modeling amp, I think you're talking about how good it copies all the sounds. And to me, the majority of the modeling amps do the same amount of quality of work. Uh, whether you think that's bad or good is irrelevant. It's the same. To me, when I listen, when you, you what you're mentioning to me, the Vox VX2, the 30 watt 1.8 combo, I don't, I never, I never think of that amp and go, man, it just blows the doors off what PV and Fender and Marshall, and, you know, and, uh, and Blackstar and all these guys are doing. It's just different. I, I actually, I actually like, some of the ways that Vox comes at modeling a little differently than some other companies. It seems, here's why. It seems like certain modeling companies are less metal heavy. Um, that's one thing that I do get burnout on the modeling amps. Um, sometimes I feel like when you get a modeling amp, uh, you, you turn it on and you go through it and you get 50, 50 metal, <laughs> you know what I mean? 5150 metal, which I like the 5150, but you know, see what I'm saying, right? That's, it's just how many metal tones can you possibly want? Uh, you know, it's like metal death, death metal, metal rips, metal sores. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I got it. So um, one thing about the Vox amps is they don't seem to be so heavy into that. 
to me, the benefit of modeling amp is to get everything. I mean, I want metal too, but I want, you know, I want country. I want blues. I want, you know what I mean? Sometimes there's just none of that stuff or, you know, it is too, you know, it's, you know what modeling amps, you know, who is really guilty of this more than modeling amps. You guys remember all the old drum machines. They were the same way. You get a drum machine and it was like 20 versions of one thing. And then one reggae beat, one country beat <laughs> one. And you're like, <sighs> right. Come on. Give me at least a couple. And I'm being a little aggressive. There was probably two of each of those, but same thing with modeling. So that's what I got to say positive about the Vox amp. I thought, I think the Vox approaches the modeling, like more diverse. That's what I want. I want a modeling amp that has as many sounds as possible uh, because that's what I'm after. If that's what you're after, you know what I mean? You can program any one of them to be just one thing. So I don't know, but I'm also curious that stuff. I'm definitely curious to see what you guys think. Put comments when the video gets reposted about, you know, what, what do you want out of a modeling amp? You know what I mean? Do you want it to be diverse or you want it just to give you the capabilities to, to figure out the one sound you want? Somebody's bringing up the Katana. The Katana always, what about the Katana artist? Well, we, the Katana falls into my next theory about modeling amps, which is the newest ones are always the best ones. Um, I don't think that's a, like something you could stamp as a fact by, by any means, but, uh, but I think that obviously when you're talking about technology-based things, as technology gets better, as they learn to do it, they're going to improve it. So that's what I think. So, uh, there <laughs> and, and and like i said i like the katana and i know oh and by the way somebody's going to put this right now in the comments so you don't have to do it and i can just say it the katana is not a modeling amp it's a solid state amp or something i don't i don't i don't, I don't really care modeling to me is if you if you have a selector switch that says metal rock blues or marshall fender that's modeling how it digitally is done or analog done or like two by that means you know the uh the fender super champ x2 is a tube hybrid amp with as far as I'm concerned, modeling technology. Modeling is just a slang term to me that means copying different sounds. So it models it, it copies it. I don't know. Uh, so uh, Amp Amped Wales says, Phil, very interesting guitar for you, okay, to check out. The Revelation Ghost. Huh. The, the pickups sit under the pick card and look super cool, boutique. Uh, check it out costs around 300 euros so sub 400 bucks i will do that i will put it in the, that's why i want to mention it i like to mention that stuff so we can timestamp it when i do the timestamp and you guys can uh, uh we'll check it out i'll put a link to the to their website if i find it um okay so we're in the halfway mark before i do another question i want to talk about a new thing we're going to do in 2019 i've been thinking about what i want to do how i want this to continue on obviously it just can't be you know the same week same thing you got to make it exciting uh so i'm going to start sharing with you guys something that i want to do and i'm share and and if you guys want to join me like a club we're going to do like the oprah's book of the month club <laughs> that's that's i don't care that's how what it is that's probably where i stole the idea from okay uh we're gonna do song of the week Ready? Song of the week in the description already in the description of this video. I already did it. I put uh, run to you by Brian Adams. And I also put the tabs for that song. Reason why is because that is a song I'm learning this week. So every Friday, I'm going to tell you guys what song I'm learning this week. This is like a motivational thing for all of us, right? We should learn a song every week. 
it should, it's, you know, there's going to be 50 of these. I don't do one every single week. There's 52 weeks a year. I do about 50 of these live shows. Could you imagine if all of us, as we're learning about gear together and talking, if we learned a song, 50 songs, how much better players would we be in 2020 than we were this episode of 2019? So this year, all of us are going to commit to those ones that join me to being better guitar players. So this week, why did I pick this song? I don't know. I like Brian Adams and I, he's the reason why I like strats him and Gary Hoey. So I picked him also because this song is pretty easy and it's cool. Cause it's capo. You can see why that's why I got a capo on my strat. Um, I'm sure some of you, if you don't like the guitar tabs that I picked, uh, maybe there's more accurate out ones out there. You can put that in the comments. Maybe I'll switch it uh, and add it. I don't know. There's always different things, but Here's the idea. Uh, you know, let's, like I said, sound of the week. And I also take suggestions, uh, you know, so uh, obviously you can put in the comments that when this video replays your suggestions for songs. Uh, and uh, like I said, I'll link the song and I'll link the uh, thing. And if you guys want to learn it that way, next week we can talk about next week. How do we do? What's great about, and this for me, for you guys and me is I'm sure if I'm going to learn the song, it'll be, it'll be in a demo I do. So you'll see me play it and how I, how I used it in, in the, in a video so so it's run to you by the way this tab i like because it has the intro the uh, pre-chorus uh the chorus and the solo uh not the whole solo but the piece that's interesting uh it, it, i would consider this a moderate level skill set it's a very easy song for for most players to get so maybe we'll pick something harder i don't know like i said but every week i think we should learn a song if you guys want to try the song i'm doing that way we can talk about it we'll compare notes next week something fun to do Anyways, let's do a pen question because they're starting to stack up too. And uh, the next one is, hold on, let me drink some water real quick. Thank you. Uh, Jay Vass says, thoughts on Oscar Schmidt by Washburn Goldtop Les Paul. Oscar Schmidt, so if you guys aren't aware of, Wash, Washburn Guitars has a subline of instruments called Oscar Schmidt. Subline is not a fair thing to say in the like quality aspect of it uh washburn makes guitars the same quality as oscar schmidt but oscar schmidt was a brand that says oscar schmidt by washburn Wa washburn also did a brand called uh if you guys can remember this lion with a y by washburn and i don't know if that was available to music stores but it was only it was definitely available to uh target <laughs> And other stores like Target, maybe just Target, but you could go into Target and they would have Lion by Washburn guitars and pedals, really interestingly weird, strange, just strange pedals, right? You know, those ones you use like, okay, you could tell they went and found some Chinese manufacturer that just was making random pedals and started putting logos on it. Um, and uh, so Oscar Schmidt, uh, I, I've had good luck with Oscar Schmidt's in the past working on them stuff. They, the only thing about Oscar Schmidt that goes a little scary is, you know, they, they make inexpensive guitars. So there's a chance that you're going to find a guitar that's not that great. But that's my thought on them. They're as good as the Washburns in that same price point. And Oscar Schmidt's, a, I don't know what the tie-in on it was. My guess is Oscar Schmidt's got to be somehow connected to the Washburn legacy. I don't think it was a company they acquired. I think it's a brand they invented. So I don't know. Interesting. Um Bill Thornton. Hey, Bill. What's up, buddy? I hope you got my message uh, today about the link to this live show. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's back to you. What Cubamp 30, wait, what Cubamp, maybe, question mark, is loud enough to play in a small three to five piece band doing country, southern rock, or would it be better to buying a 50 watt katana? Any recommendations? Okay, so I own two Roland Cube 40s. I 
think now you got me second guessing myself. Is it a 40? It's the 40, right? It's the one 10 inch speaker one. I have to look at them now. They're both downstairs. Anyways, that's what I have uh, loud enough to play in a country band. Depends on your drummer. See, the thing you have to think about with the amps like that is you can play in a band with small amps. We did a test. We did a video. In fact, one of the Rollins, uh, one of the Rollins I own is in that video, I think. Uh, we did a test where we had a band use small amps. What I learned from that video was that the drummer is, it's not about, can you hear the amp? It's how does it affect the drummer? See, the, 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 the video was framed in the idea is, can you use these small tube amps or solid state amps in a band practice or in a small gig? The answer was yes, but the trick that you learned later was, but you're, you're affecting the drummer. The drummer, if the drummer can't hear and they're a decent drummer, in fact, here's why the people in the video see that it was the actually, believe it or not, it was the comments, the negative comments in that video that helped us crack the code on what was happening in the video. See, the drummer was getting hammered with negative comments about how light he was playing. Oh, your drummer's playing so light. Anybody could play with a small amp if your drummer was so weak, you know, and they were just hammering this guy. And he was doing a great job. But actually, what they didn't know was that's not how he drums. He was adjusting his hitting to the volume. They weren't playing loud enough, so he didn't play harder. He was backing off. So the answer to your question, Bill, is you can use anything, including a 50-watt Cantana, all those stuff, but you understand that you, anytime you're, you're, if your amp's not loud enough, you are going to cause the drummer to play differently. Now, here's the interesting part. It could be for good or evil. In other words, if your drummer is an obnoxiously heavy-hitting drummer, maybe turning down might help him play a little different. <laughs> <laughs> right. However, if that's not what you're going for in your band and you want a driving hard drummer, keep in mind that a smaller, lower wattage amp, you're going to take the chance that your drummer will adjust his playing if he's a decent drummer. Uh, so that's the thing we've learned in hindsight. It's not about is it loud enough? Is it loud enough for the drummer to play at the comfort level he wants to play at or she? Something to think about. I just thought that was cool because, like I said, that was really cool stuff. I'd like to revisit that project. Um, uh, in the future, definitely. Uh, and, and not just do a small amp shootout, but do that. You know, how does, you know, what small amps not are loud enough, but what small amps allowed the drummer to hit harder or play in their comfort zone the way they wanted to play. It was a really cool thing. We'll come back to that one time. Uh, Servando says, Hey, Servando says, Hey, Phil, could you recommend a high gain head with good non stellar cleans around a thousand dollars? New or used must be loud enough to gig with. Thank you. Yeah. There's a ton of really great high gain amps with clean. Uh, I know, uh, non sterile is what you're saying. I'm sorry. Uh, non sterile cleans. What did I say? I said something else. <laughs> Anyways. Um, uh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, I like the, uh, what's the amp I recommended once here uh, before is by PV. It's the 340. It's the weird one. It's not the 3504. It's not the 5150. It's not the 6505. Those are great too, but there's one that, oh, now I got to look it up. 3405. Why can't I think of it? Nope. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? It's three channels. And like 200 watts. Oh my God, they're scrolling so fast now. <laughs> um, but that's the amp that I I think does high gain and clean really well for about a thousand bucks. Actually, sub thousand dollars. You can find that amp for 600 bucks. Um, it's, I know it's, I'm sorry, I'm just reading to see if anyone nails it while I'm looking. Uh, I know it starts with a three, 3405 head 
let's see what happens. What? How close we get? Um, I can't find it. I know it's a number though. I'm sure there's some. Thirty-one twenty. Thank you, Eric. Uh, and I and Matt did it too, by the way. Uh, a lot of you guys did. Thirty-one twenty, man. That's the amp to check that out. And uh, that's uh, that. I remember loving the cleans, loving the high gain on it. Cool amp. Sixty-five, uh, sixty-five, thirty-four plus. Yeah, exactly. When I think thousand, or sorry, thousand. When I think thousand dollars, high gain amps with decent cleans. Uh, in in, in a, it's PV. That's uh, you know that's one of the ones that stick out to me the most. So the other one that's really great is the 5150 by EVH, a uh, thousand bucks. You can probably find 1000 bucks used. Uh, what else? I mean, there's a lot. So the great thing is this, the thousand dollars, your question. So Servando, this is a really important part. I don't know where you are, right? So I always, I, I kind of assuming in the U S but if you're not in the U S you know, take that with a grain of salt in the U S a thousand dollars right now for a high gain amp, uh, is a budget that's not hard to hit at all. They're everywhere. They're actually boat anchoring in every store across the country. So uh, let's do a non-pen question. Uh, this is a good question. Uh, EC says, hey, Phil, Freeman BEOD pedal, uh, deluxe pedal, deluxe pedal. Okay, that's the new one. Worth buying if you have the original. I have not tried the deluxe. I just haven't tried it yet. We'll see. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious myself. I read the question because I want to timestamp it because I'm curious about it. Where are we doing? Okay, we're doing good. Uh, let's go back. Uh, Chris says, hey, Phil, happy new year. Happy new year, Chris. Uh, it's probably been done a hundred times, but any tips on new year resolution, guitar goals, practicing routines? Yeah, it's kind of what I just talked about. Uh, the you know, let's learn a song every week or learn something. We'll we'll have a if I it's maybe it won't be fifty songs. Maybe we'll do some lessons too. You know, some stuff. But I I thought what's great is this. If I put the if I put it out there that this is what I'm going to learn, uh, it'll motivate me. Hopefully, it'll motivate some of you. And uh, and uh, and then now you know. So when next Wednesday is coming around, you're like, oh, it's only a day and a half until Phil's next live show. I didn't even try to get that done yet or I haven't mastered it. Maybe you'll put the time into it. Again, it's just a nice motivational thing. So that's my new year, new year, new year's resolution is to, um, to focus as much as, as, you know, here's the deal. This channel is about music. Any channel is about gear is about music. If you, you're buying gear, it's to make music. I hope, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe some of you guys buy amps and guitars to stare at. I'm not sure, um, but I'm assuming that the, the point is to play them. So we should set some equal goals to sound better, to play better. You know what I mean? It's just good. So that's that's my resolution for that. But thank you uh, for, uh, for and also I think you're Happy New Year's, but yeah, thank you for mentioning it. Um, let's see, Icepick19 says, thoughts on a four-way switch for Telecaster? Should I go with Mojo Tone or uh, the Obsidian kit? Uh, I ended up buying the Offset Tele regardless of resale. Uh, yeah, no. Hashtag KYG. Um, the four switch telecaster, should you go with Mojo Tone or the opposite? I don't know. Um, I haven't, see, here's why I don't know. I haven't tried the Mojo Tone one, so I can't recommend that one. So I'm going to say the Obsidian, Obsidian kit. That's what I'm going to recommend. But keep in mind, the recommendation is because of, I only have one piece of the information. I can't recommend the thing I don't know. I like Mojo Tone a lot. 
So they briefly reached out once to see about uh, working with me, I think for, you know, uh, doing some reviews and stuff. And then I don't think I ever heard back. I'm going to try and reach out to them again. So, cause they do guitar parts. And obviously that's another thing resolution for this year too. We're going to be focusing more on guitar tools and guitar parts uh, as well. Uh, and I, I'm trying to add that stuff in. Cause again, it's just interesting stuff. Things that I don't see a whole lot of YouTubers talking about trying to be unique, you know, right. Trying to make the channel interesting. I know you guys watch a lot of the YouTubers. So do I. So uh, why make 50 of the same things? That's been my complaint from day one is I don't want everybody. Well, I don't care. Everybody can make the same thing, but I'm like, I don't know why we, you're watching it. I don't watch 50 YouTubers talk about the same thing. I just don't, but I do watch 50 YouTubers talk about different things. Uh, oh, you know, what's great. Florida musician said, Hey, Phil, do you know what ever happened to West tone guitars? A la Leslie West. Uh, any good West tone is a brand that was owned by St. Louis music company. So you had St. Louis music company at that time. This is early nineties. They, they acquired Ampeg and they had Alvarez, which was their acoustics. And then, of course, they did a limited run or limited time. They did electric uh, guitars, you know, through Alvarez. They had Westone. They had Series 10. What else did they have? Uh, was that Bentley? I think Bentley guitars is another thing they had. Which is some kind of weird subsidiary thing of S10 or Series 10. Um, I don't know what caused them to stop doing Westone. Um I know at one point Loud, the company Loud, who acquired Mackie, bought St. Louis Music Company, which got them Crate. Oh, that was another brand that we were missing. Crate. Uh, uh, so when they bought Loud, they bought, uh, uh, or Loud bought them. They got St. Louis Music Company, which was did accessories. They did, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, hold on a second. Um, they did, uh, well, all those brands I just said. <laughs> I don't have to repeat it. My point is... Um, somehow in that they stopped making that stuff. So that's what happened to it. I don't know who owns the brands now. I would imagine because of some wackiness, you know, loud ended up selling Ampeg off to Yamaha. Don't know if Amp Amp Yamaha got great with that. Not sure. No one's ever said anything. Um, but I know. And then loud sold St. Louis music company. And then St. Louis music company bought Alvarez from loud. You see how crazy all this stuff is. So, uh, so there you go. Sorry, you guys I got a little side, side track because somebody was hammering the, the Brian item stuff. You know what? Again, this is just the first song. If you don't, what's great is this. If you don't like the song I pick, you, you can put suggestions in there. So, uh, that's, what's great. I'll listen to suggestions, right? Who knows? I, I'm actually more interested. Uh, maybe I should have articulated this better in the beginning of the stuff. Uh, uh, the, uh, I'm more interested in doing different 50 different songs. <laughs> so if you guys want to put Sepultura or, uh, I don't know, I, you know, whatever you guys want, I don't care. You know, uh, anything that we think we want to learn, I'm sure it, somebody will hate some of the songs and love some of them. But for me, it's, uh, it's about, uh, doing something different every week, mixing it up, having some fun. And, uh, and, uh, Brian Adams, I don't know how I got Brian Adams in my head for the first one. I, I wish I did. I wish there was like a logic to it. You know, actually, no, you know what it was? Uh, it was, I was playing my, uh, the, cause it's right there. I was playing my strat through the uh, supersonic and I hit a chord and, uh, I hit another chord. I think I was doing like a, uh, I don't know, like E minor G, uh, C and D go figure <laughs> something. I strummed those chords. And then I was like, Oh, that reminded me of Brian Adams, uh, uh you know, the, the run to you. And I was like, Oh, maybe I should do that for the first song. And somebody sell a simple turtle. Yeah. So, you know, like, I'm a, I would love to do anthrax. We could do uh, old school, new school, new songs. I don't know. 
Uh, so, uh, so there you go. So, and then meet, meet wad. <laughs> what a name. You don't listen. You just block people. I never block anybody who isn't being a horrible person. So, you know, uh, if you can't talk to people with any respect whatsoever, yeah, we block you. In fact, I don't block you. I have somebody who does it. That's what's great. I don't even have to do it, but, um, I do go and I don't want to say audit, but that would be the best way to put it. I do look to see what they're blocking and why, uh, because sometimes it happens on accident. They block somebody and I say, really, that's not that bad, but here's the thing, man. If it's guitar related, I want to hear it. It's, but if it's just because, you know, whatever people's political agendas are or whatever crazy crap you guys say out there. Uh, yeah, I don't want to read it. It's boring and dumb. So it, that's what it's about. You got it's Everybody's got to have a monocle, a moniker of respect. You know what I mean? Whatever the term is. Just, it's just I don't know. Like I said, there's no reason to be a garbage person. There's just so many of them. Uh, Meatwad said, read my first post. Well, how am I supposed to find that? <laughs> uh so, uh, try, I'll try. Let's see. Hold on. Let's see. Try to, try to be fair. And he put classic, you know, I wish this is where I wish I could filter and do stuff where I could just put people and like, you know, look for their comments and stuff. Uh, okay. Miwat said best way to dull nitro finish on a Gibson Les Paul. Oh, you know, I don't know. But this is what I was talking about this year about, you know, when you guys ask certain questions, if you guys notice, sometimes when I don't know, I just say, I don't know. And what I'd like to do is then reach out to the people that I, in the industry that I do know that know, and then maybe do a theme. That's what I was saying when I was talking about guests, which we are going to have guests. I'm already working on that right now. Those QAs, whether I end up doing them, I don't know if I'm going to do them as part of the regular QA. I might do a bonus QA that week and, and have the guest, but the guest will be a theme. So we will try to tailor the question to that specific, that specific, what's wrong with me today? That specific um, uh, skill set that that person has, so we can get those questions answered. So if it's an amp question, we can get that answered. Uh, finish questions. Uh, I'm not a, a, a repair finish person. I, I have basic finish knowledge of of guitar finishes when it comes to repair. Um, because over the years I, I have people, I defer that to. So when you're doing repairs, like I've done repairs, like crack necks. That's why when I, I had Tim at atomic do that crack neck, um, I fixed the necks, but then I would have, you know, somebody finish it. So in that video, I said, like, well, we'll just have him do the whole thing. Cause I don't want to show you guys, like I do a part and then he does a part. But when people bring me a crack neck, I would do their work. And then I would have it refinished by a, a, someone who does finish work. So interesting question. Like I said, very interesting. Okay. Uh, Telebird says sharpen my ax question mark. Uh, will I sharpen your ax or am I did a, a video, uh, out there. It's just the intro. And I said, put, give me suggestions for sharpen my ax. It's uh, it's tough, right? So you guys know, and I, and I'm just going to reiterate, this is important. Sharpen my ax videos. Unfortunately, I would love to be like a nonprofit, you know, charity. And we, we, we kind of go out there and help people fix up their, their guitars. Um, that would be cool. I would love to do something like that. But unfortunately, because of the way this dynamic works, I need the, it's a video content for interest. So a lot of times you guys submit guitars, some of the guitars, I think, man, that would be great to do that. But I don't know if it'd be interesting to watch. So the guitar is what I'm looking for. And the reason I'm telling you this is so you know what I'm looking for when you guys are suggesting instruments. I'm looking for things that are different than what we've done before and interesting to watch. It's an entertainment channel. I'm trying to build entertainment. Obviously, the whole goal is to, 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 
maybe learn something too, but it's got to be entertaining. Uh, I've learned that when I put out just information, it just kind of lays flat. So it's got to be a little exciting. So, so that's what I'm after. Um, so, you know, on that too. Um, but you know, who knows, maybe it will be exciting. Like I said, I'm always curious. I'm curious to see what we all come up with. Uh, have you seen the Epiphone? This is from Steven. Steven says, have you seen the Epiphone DC pro? I have not seen the Epiphone DC pro. And now I'm curious. Um, cause DC means to me just double cut. I was right. It's a double cut. <laughs> I was going to say, it's gotta be a double cut pro. Uh, let me see if I can share this with you guys. This is definitely different. Makes me wonder. Let me share. There you go. So this is it. Um, never even seen this before. I don't know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of something. Huh. Interesting. Um, I don't know. I'm curious to see what you guys' thoughts on that. That's, you know, Epiphone is like Squire and the idea that they did so many outrageous guitars over the years. Squire is one of those brands, like you constantly find Squires and Epiphones, uh, but you constantly find them that you've never seen before. <laughs> You know, crazy ones. One I saw Squire last week. I've seen it before, but it's been so long, about 20 years since I've seen it. It's the one that looks like an Ibanez Sabre, you know, an S-series guitar, but it was a Squire. It was crazy looking. Um, let's see. The next one is uh, from Spud Boy. Spud Boy. I think he likes potatoes. It says, hi, Phil. Thanks for your videos. I'm a new guitarist with an Epiphone Les Paul Special Edition, 150 bucks, changed plastic nut and tuning pegs for the first time. Man, that is awesome. And I, I hope it made a massive difference. I think that's like when I, when I think about a guitar like that, I've said this before, man, new nut, new tuning keys. Now you got a guitar that's, I can't imagine it's not playing right. So maybe, you know, polish up those frets if they need it and then you're good to go. That's what's great. They're giving you great foundations. So, you know, bones, let's say good bones. They're giving you guitars now, even in expensive ones with great bones. You can do a lot with them for, for good money. Uh, James says, James uh, Shackelford. Hey, what's up, James? Haven't seen you in a while. Or maybe it was last week. Who knows? But anyways, says rotate genres would be beneficial as, as well. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about for the songs and stuff? That's what I'm hoping, man. Uh, uh, you know, yes, absolutely. And that's where I think the suggestions are really going to be helpful because... You know, I can only think so far out of the box. I'm sure some of you guys are going to really crazy, get crazy stuff, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I think this will be fun. I hope you guys do it with me, too. I hope you guys try and learn the song and have some fun. Uh, and like I said, we'll talk about it each week. We'll set aside five, ten minutes, and we'll we'll do the show and we'll talk about it. Uh, Jim Jeff says, suggestion for pickups, HH Tele, Telecaster, Rock to Hard Rock. Uh you know, this is the worst question you can ask me, Jim, because I gave you the answer that's just, it's a horrible answer, but it's my answer. It's the uh, JB and the 59 or the JB and the Jazz. I use those all the time. Uh, I just like them. They're pretty straightforward. I like them. They're probably better pickups out there. I use different pickups and I've had great results with them. And and But it's a pickup set that I, it's the most common set I have in most of my guitars. I just like them. They sound great. Steven said, just saw the LTD EC10 at the local music store cheap but seems to play okay what are your thoughts on that uh yeah i like ltd that that's a brand of guitars that i definitely can can get behind uh the ec10 hold on 
So that's Eclipse, right? Let's see if I was right. Uh, no. EC10 is different. I thought it was the Eclipse, like an SG, but it's not. It's like a, it's a, here, I'm going to sh share with you guys since they're asking the question. Start screen share. Uh, it's basically just, uh, yeah, stripped down, inexpensive, Les Paul kind of thing. Reminds me of a Les Paul special kind of deal. Um, 179 new. What were you saying used? Local shop. You didn't say. Uh, just saw it, and you didn't even say if it was new or used at a local shop. Cheap, but seems to be play okay. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, here's here's what I will tell you. I kind of like inexpensive guitars that are like that in the idea that they're stripped down. I like it. Just it's a player. You know what I mean? Um, one of my uh, one of the guitars that I think are cool in that same vein is sometimes you can get Epiphone Les Paul Specials. They look just like that. Hundred bucks. Same. You know what I mean? At that kind of money. Uh, when you're talking about hundred bucks, 150 bucks, those kind of, you know, those kind of prices. Um, a lot of people are like, why put any nice stuff in them? But to me, I'm like, well, that's the easy part. You can buy a guitar again to me. When you buy a guitar like that, if you, if you pick one up in a store and it plays right, think about this way. You just got a great guitar neck that play, right? That's, that's random. You know what I mean? Some guitars play great and some don't, there's no control over that. You know what I mean? You hope that it's, you know, hope it's more consistent than that, but it's not. So, uh, now it's just upgrades and pickups upgrade the tuning keys, the nut, like we just talked about, you know what I mean? If you want to do that. And what's funny is, and everybody always, I think forgets this is, you know, when people talk about cost of stuff, don't forget guitar fetish. Don't, that's why we're going to, like I said, focus on some cheaper tools and parts this year, talking about those. Um, you know, again, talk about the fact that you buy a $150 guitar, you buy $100 worth of parts, you can buy pickups now for 25 bucks a whack that are pretty good. You can buy some, you can buy a bone a nut or you can buy a, a, a tusk nut for $10 or less. Uh, two tuning keys, you know, those are a little pricey, but those move around. In other words, you can take them off that guitar and take them to your next guitar kind of deal. But but don't forget the skill set that you get when you, when you mod up your first guitar, you know, it makes it a better experience for you because now you now you know what you're really looking at when you're buying high-end guitars. I think that's what something something that I definitely feel that way about myself. When I look at expensive guitars, I'm really critical of them now because I know how what I can do with a cheap guitar. I can make a cheap guitar play great. Oh, point of fact, here's one of my favorite strats right there. You see what I'm pointing at? If I can point at it, there you go. That is a Squire Bullet uh, with Wiggins pickups in it. I had it out the other day because I'm doing a demo because I like it. That guitar is usually downstairs. That's why you don't see it in the videos very often. I have a blue one too, by the way. Love that guitar. I've told this story a dozen times throughout the almost 100 episodes of Know Your Gear uh, Live. Uh, I was one day filtering through a bunch of bullet strats, picked that up one day, and it just was fantastic. It played amazing. Did a quick setup, got it dialed in. And that's my problem sometimes. If I can get a guitar for 100 bucks to, even though it's you know it was it was more random than consistent to play great that's why i don't like it when guitars are two grand and they don't play right because i've seen cheap guitars play great so expensive guitars by definition should should definitely play great there should be no reason why anyone pays two grand for a guitar that doesn't play great when you can buy a guitar for 200 dollars that does even though you can't consistently buy a 200 guitar that plays great i understand that but you can find 200 guitars that play great I come across them all the time. And when I do, I buy them because they're great guitars. I'm into guitars. I don't care what the stuff costs. Other, other than what I can't afford. Then I care because I can't afford it. But that has nothing to do with the guitar. That has to do with me. Uh, what else? Uh, hold on a second. I know you guys... We're in uh, what is extra innings right now because we've got some super chats that pushes over. So we'll hit some non-super chats. 
Um, yeah, see, a lot of you guys are chiming in right now. That's good. Uh, Scott saying Sterling by Music Man. JP models are excellent. Bang for the buck. I agree. Uh, my Sterling Music Man was uh, uh, really good. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm tailoring myself because I'm thinking of a friend. I was at a friend's house and I mentioned that he had a Sterling and he had a real couple of real music bands. And I was saying, I like the Sterling almost as much. And I, I don't know. Was, I'm just thinking of his face right now. His face was like almost in horror. Because <laughs> he was just like, I, I think he was in shock that I said that. Uh, and I told him, I said, no, no. I picked up his $3,000 guitar. And I said, yeah, your $3,000 guitar is better than your inexpensive one. But I don't know how much better it is. It wasn't a lot better. It was just better. But it wasn't crap to good. It was good to slightly better, but good to better. Well, once you're good, if you're good at 500 bucks, better gets a little, it's hard to justify. Like I said, I think that's one of the things. And and that's and what's funny about that, none of that negates either one. It doesn't negate a high-end guitar being good or a low-end guitar. Just like I said, it's just you pick up what you like and you like it. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying, I'm sorry, I'm reading a question, but I'm trying to read it, but I don't understand the question. Okay, hold on. And then now they're jumping. Uh, uh, yeah, somebody, I can't say the name. I'm going to say the last name is Jones. Jones says, have you reviewed any vintage guitars? I haven't. I tried. I asked them. I thought they were interested. They weren't. So, or they didn't follow up. So, and I, but I, I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll buy one and try it out. It's, like I said, I like them. Every ones I picked up, I thought were cool for what they are. Uh, Jordan uh, Herstov. Sorry, Jordan, I hope I'm saying it right, man. No, no one YouTuber talks about Aristides guitars. Why? Um, my guess is, well, that's my guess is that's why a lot of YouTubers don't talk about a lot of guitars. Aristides is not unique in that. Uh, Mayanez is another one you don't see a whole lot of. There's a whole lot of guitars you're not going to see a lot of reviews on because how do you get them? You know, I get guitars. Everybody gets guitars somewhere. I get guitars either because I buy them or because a company sends them to me. Aristides can't send guitars to me. At least I don't think so. They don't seem to have it set up to do so. And uh, I don't have anywhere to buy them other than online. And it's just random. You know what I mean? Like you just go online and just pick one. So um, that's that's the problem with that. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's why you don't see a lot of guitars. I'm trying something new this year. Trying a new thing. I don't want to talk about it yet. I just sent out the emails to companies. I'm trying a new philosophy to see if I can engage different types of companies instead of the normal companies. Companies seem to be very either pro YouTuber or, or they don't care, which is fine. What I'm trying to do is go after the ones that don't care about the YouTuber as much and see if we can help get those kind of products out, out to you guys and informed. So um, but on a side note, I will point this out. If you're looking for reviews on really interestingly different guitars, uh, it's Henning. Is the, is, I think he's got the most, uh, he's the one that's out there the most. That guy is just, I, and I think it has to do with the fact that he's in Europe. Plus he's crazy enough to keep going. He just finds anybody and, and gets them to get them, you know, to review the guitars and he just goes and finds them. He's a really dedicated dude when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, um, 
God bless him for that. So yeah, if you're looking for odd brand guitars that get reviewed, it's Hanning Poly. It's HP 42. Um, <laughs> um, mukbang's like eat dinner while you do the show ah uh, yeah you would not want to watch that <laughs> it's bad enough i have to drink uh shoala says uh, updates on my gnl i haven't heard anything although i started i did this i look back and i think i did the videos in november so it's only been about two months it's really not that long yet. So we'll see. Uh, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Somebody's like, animals at the end. That's uh, Henning's thing. He says animals at the end. Oh, so Rex, uh, Rex got a great question. Uh, and it ties into things I want to talk about too. Uh, says, uh, what's my predictions? What's, uh, so I want to talk about things that we're excited about seeing at NAM. I'll put that as a, uh, as a tag question. What are the products that you're excited to see about NAM? What are you excited about seeing at NAM? His question was basically, uh, what am I looking, uh, looking into the future with a crystal ball? What do you predict as a trend for 2019 products? Um, you know, sadly enough, I think the prediction for 2019 products is what I said uh, a few weeks ago, which is, there's definitely, because again, we're talking about the world we're in, which is the YouTube world. This is where we're at. We're in the video content world. So if you're here hanging out with me, you're obviously into social interactions through the internet. That's what we're talking about. I think what we're talking about in this arena is it's important that there's a lot of products in the 100 to $300 range. That's the impulse buying market. That's why pedals did so well for so long. And I think as we see pedals not doing so well in that price point is the impulse buy. The quality of pedals, people, pedals will be around forever. People want pedals. Uh, we use pedals and they're good. But there was an impulse buying stage that I think has tapered off a little bit. So what I noticed is it'll go to something else. What I think it is right now is it's low priced instruments. Uh, they're fun. So, and it's not hard to see, just I go on YouTube and I look at stuff and Harley Benton is getting as many views as pedals used to get a year ago. So that's what people are interested in is, is entry level, uh, price friendly instruments. Cause it's fun. I think it's because at the point it, when pedals and so, you know, this is my theory, just whatever it is that you said, you asked, what's my kind of my theory on this. Um, I think when we watched pedals, it was this, this discovery thing. We are like, Oh, what, what's the pedal do? How does it sound? How do you use it? Why do they have it? And after so many pedal videos, there's only so many times you can watch a video like that and go, okay, well, now I know what happens. You know what I mean? I've seen them all. Now it's like when you see somebody with a $100 guitar, $200 guitar, it's like, oh, what are they going to think? Is it any good? What is good about it? What is not good about it? It's really interesting. And, and I can see that too, because think about this. As a content creator, I, I hopefully am creating content that you that people want to watch You know, to some degree. And so I would imagine that the way I do that is by thinking the same way you do. And I will say this, when I was checking out the slick guitars, that's the experience I was having. What is cool about this? What is not cool about this? I was really shocked what was good and bad about an inexpensive guitar. So really cool. So there you go on that. Now we'll go to a couple pen questions because I don't want to miss any of them. By the way, I just want to say Zen Kroby just did a super chat for no reason, like a tip. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, that was awesome. Thank you. Uh, uh, very dead horse says, what is the 
Piazzo comparison, Fishman LR bags, Graph Tech video I asked about last week coming out. Um, well, it's not a comparison video. It's just like I said, there's a video I have where I'm going through uh, the, the uh, Piazzo system. Uh, Piazzo, Piazzo. Every time I say it, you know what's funny? I said, I've said it so many damn ways. Every way I say it in a video, somebody says I say it wrong. I, I can't win. <laughs> so I'm just going to say Piazzo because I like Piazzo. It looks like Piezo, P-I-E-Z-O, Piezo. Man, I, I'm as, as hooked on phonics American speaking as you can get. I, I say like Daddario instead of Daddario. I say everything the way it phonetically looks. I don't know why. I don't know. That's the way I do it. I try not to because most of the time it's wrong when I do it, but that's why I do it. Um, anyways, so back to the Piso system. Uh, yeah, I, I did. I have a video. It's not done. So, but I did do the Godin uh, A6, which has that same kind of system. I, there's going to be a lot of videos, a lot of acoustics type uh, videos coming. That's what I have in the works, working on. Uh, I want my two dollars. <laughs> Good. It's a. It's got to be from something. Is that from a movie? Uh, what single coils should I get to go with a Thornbucker I purchased uh, for for my Fender Strat? Oh, you know what? I, personally. It's a good question. I like, because Thornbucker is a low output pickup. So I would try to match it correctly with something like that. Um, the Fat 50s are a little bright for me by Fender. And I like the Sur. Uh, <laughs> hold on, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, I like the Sur single coils. So they match up really well. But um, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. With the Thornbucker, that's a good question. I don't know. Maybe I can experiment with that. Maybe that'd be a fun video. I don't know. You know, the sad thing is I did a review of the Thornbucker once. And the problem was I had to take the video down. Everybody liked it that was watching it. But what happened was for some reason I had done the video and there was only audio of the pickups on the left side of the so it was only recorded on the left. Something I did wrong. I pushed a button or did something wrong or mixed it incorrectly. And uh and so I had to yank it down. So I always think about redoing that video uh, of the Thornbuckers. I've never done an official or review of the Thornbuckers. So maybe that's what I can do and mix it with some single coils. Um, Mark Li Mike Lice what? Mike Larson, Mark Mikeson, Mike Larson, sorry, Mike, said, pick the two guitars. Uh, basically, he's asking, have I picked two guitars to sharpen yet? Uh, he said, use my bass. I have not picked yet. I figured I'd let it go for a, a little while. I mean, it's kind of like I'm work working projects. So I kind of like, start something going and then i work on the stuff i'm supposed to work on and then i come back to it uh the uh, like picking a winner i had to pick the winner you know for logan for that guitar that takes hours because you gotta pull this stuff and put it in a randomizer it's a it's a it's a process i i think i can make a whole video sometimes is in the time it takes to just pick a winner for contest sometimes it's i can see why i talked to tons of youtubers who tell me all the time they hate doing the giveaways that's why they try to stay away from them uh I could see that. <laughs> I can see why it gets a little time consuming to do the giveaways, but I think it's the, some more exciting stuff you can do. Um, let's see. Uh, all right. We're basically at the end. Uh, did I talk about everything on the important part? We talked about tomorrow's vote. We talked about things for the lefties. We did the hashtag updates, NAM predictions. Yeah. We talked about everything on my list. We're good. The list is good. Uh, QAs, I think we nailed most of them. I'll see if I can find one or two quick ones, uh, real quick. And, 
And first of all, real quick, uh, John T says, holy cow, I actually made it to a live QA. It's a miracle. Hey, I'm glad you made it, man. There's like almost 900 of us here. So I appreciate you guys hanging out with me every Friday. I look forward to this, uh, hopefully as much or if not more than you guys. Uh, yeah, so so Matt says uh, you should do a, a Harley Benton and sharpen it and then compare it to a more expensive counterpart. That's a good idea. That was the, the whole thing is... Um, talking about you know uh harley benton that's essentially what the sharper max slick guitar was and it's to experiment with that idea i wanted to experiment with two kinds of sharper max type videos the idea of you guys sitting a guitar and me fixing it up and the idea of me picking lower price guitars and fixing them up and giving them away it's a lot easier to do it the way the slick guitar worked because there's not a you know, ship it to me, ship it back, do all that stuff. So it was, a, but I like that idea. I like the idea of taking inexpensive guitars and tr tricking them out or maybe even expensive guitars and tricking them out. So there you go. Uh, then uh, Ross Johnson said, I'm getting ready to upgrade my Mexican made P bass. I'm thinking new pickups, pots, jacks, uh, strings, kick-ass bridge, tusk nut. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the, Obviously, I think upgrading the nut on that base is great. The one thing I never really loved about the Made in Mexico products is that PVC-style plastic nut. It's just never been awesome. Uh, and, and always big, uh, to me, it's a big difference when you want to go on a Corian uh, bone or uh, the tusk material, which is probably a Corian-based product. I don't know. I'm guessing. Um, I, see, I can ask Justin, though. Find out from Graftech. We'll find out what tusk is. Maybe they'll tell us. Or maybe they'll tell us it's a secret. I don't know. Um uh, but yeah, new pickups. Uh, you got a P bass, man. Quarter pounders sound fantastic in, in uh, the Mexican made P basses. They're punchy. They sound a lot of low end. Uh, those I like a lot. But yeah, uh, kick ass bridge is, is a good idea. Get more mass in that uh, bass. Like I said, the P bass is an easy thing to fix up and just make sound fantastic. All right. Uh,. All right, hold on a second. I just want to see if there's anything else. There's so many questions, but I mean, I'm just trying to see if there's anything. I think that's it. I think we, I think we nailed it. Um, trying to do one more. Oh, hold on. Oh, okay. It's not a question, just an update. Uh, they're asking about, uh, old man Zen is asking about the, uh, the line six guitar, uh, update on when that's happening. Yeah. That will be before the helix. Uh, and that, so, you know, this ties in, I usually try to do themes when I'm up to, uh, so you notice I did the go six yesterday. Um, you'll see, you're going to see a lot of Paizo, <laughs> Piazzo guitars, and that's something I want to talk about on that too. So yeah, there's a lot to that. All right. On that note, I think we'll call it. Uh, you guys had some great questions. It was a good time hanging out. I'm going to do a thank you shout out, of course, like I do every week uh, to the, the patrons that make this happen. And uh, hold on a second, if I can, because it moved. And uh, let's do that. Read that list. Let's see. I, I think I want to do it just to see if I can get better at reading the list. Okay, the live show support crew is Jeff Howes, Zachary Rowe, Michael Newman, Bruce, uh, Bruce, and the one bud. I already messed it up. 
I, I was, it was so good. And then I messed it up. Bruce and the One Blood <laughs> Wee Band, Hannah Gunson, John Jex, Michael Shy, Justin Mave, David Madison, Andrew Good, Anthony Desposito, Billy Robinson, Bob Crosley, Bob Pickwode, Brian Stewart, Carlos Patillo, Cheese, no, sorry. Chef Squatch. Chef Squatch is someone I want to make a special shout out because for some reason they got they didn't get updated in the list. And so uh, I've been missing them. And I want to say a special shout out to them because of one, I was missing them. And two, um, because they're about to get their custom shirt. So shout out for you getting your custom shirt too. Uh, Chuck Keen, Chris from New Mexico, Chris Glaze, Craig Parker, Dennis Prescott, Daniel Psychic, Dylan87, Greg Peterson, Jason Spacek, James Biles, Joe Watson, Jonathan Pickering, Joseph McCarthy, Kermit Jackson, Larry McCulkin. No, no, not known MC in that. Larry Colkin, Lawrence Petros, Lee Hawkins, Lonnie Hoke, Michael Lindner, Paul, Paul Ostrike. I think I jinxed this by saying I wanted to do it better. <laughs> Lewis and Alvaro from Pedal Pal, Ricky Robinson, Robert Hodges, Scott Tompkins, Space Jads, uh, Tim Camacho, Tim Farnsworth, Todd Flowers, and Zesty Basil Pizza. Um, I'm going to try and fix that next week and do it a little smoother. I've been trying to see if I can do it really fast. I thought it'd be really cool to do it fast. Uh, so as always, you guys are awesome. Thank you for hanging out with me this week. And until next Friday, practice that song, learn and practice it or learn something. And we'll all talk next Friday. All right, guys. Thank you for your time. Know your gear. <laughs>